In this episode of the Godlywood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Show, we are diving into Acts chapter 2. I'm Stephanie Rodnes, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godlywood girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godlywood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godlywood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godlywood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to another episode, Sisters in Christ. Let's get started with the word of prayer. Father God in heaven, Lord, we pray your blessing over the reading of your word. Help us be able to see what you want us to see and hear what you want us to hear. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place wherever we are right now, whether we're at home, whether we're in a car, (laughs) whether we are doing laundry, whatever we're doing right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence in, Lord Jesus. Reveal to us, Father God. Help us be able to understand this journey of entrepreneurship through the lens of your holy scripture and what you've written for us to follow. I love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, loves, welcome back. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. Your girl took a nice 12-week vacation for the summer, praise Jesus. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back with our Bible studies. They are going to be primarily 100% in podcast format now. So please, please, please definitely subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, let me know what you think about these Bible studies. Um, I would love to, you can also, if you go on Anchor, you can also leave me a comment, like a voice recording comment, and I would love to add your voices into the next episode. So definitely leave your feedback, leave your comment, and you could end up being in one of these episodes, my love. So thank you so much for being here. Let's dive into Acts chapter 2. Just a reminder where we're at. So Acts, the book of Acts is the fifth book of the New Testament. It was written by the apostle Luke. So remember, Luke wrote the book of Luke and then he wrote the book of Acts. So when you read Luke and then go straight into Acts, it's like it's one long story. Um, So... Of course, they, the the people who put the Bible together wanted to make sure that all four Gospels were together, but Luke and Acts really belong right next to each other. <laughs> you can literally go from Luke to Acts. It's one continuous story. And it's a really cool story because we get to see how the Christian church grows. Remember, when Jesus first came, the whole entire Christian church was in Israel. Everybody was Jewish. Everybody who knew the Lord Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, when the, when Jesus first went to heaven in his ascension, everybody was Jewish. If you think about now, though, today, most people who are Christians are not living in Israel. We're the Gentiles, right? We're all over the world, North America. We're in Europe. Um, there's about 2 billion Christians in the world. So Acts shows how that transition happened, how it began with Peter really sharing the gospel of Christ in Israel to the Jews, to Abraham's inheritance, to the original chosen people. Israel will always be the OGs chosen. They are direct blood descendants of Christ. That's why we always need to make sure we are praying for the the kingdom of Israel, the tribe of Israel, praying for God's holy people. They are still (laughs) his people. Okay. Uh, So yeah, 
It began in Israel, and then we see in the second half how the Apostle Paul, who wasn't originally with Christ, he did not originally, he was not originally walking with Christ um, when Jesus first came during his 33 years. Paul did not get to be part of that original OG apostles. Paul met Christ on his way to Damascus when he was trying to kill Christians. That's how Paul met Christ. He used to be named Saul. He was a Pharisee. And he loved persecuting Christians on his way to Damascus to persecute some Christians. Jesus uh, intervened, and we'll hear about that in the book of Acts. (laughs) Jesus intervenes like, bruh, why are you persecuting me, Paul? (laughs) So... Saul became renamed as Paul and ended up his unique calling, which I think is so amazing about how Jesus works. His unique calling was to forcefully advance the kingdom of God outside Israel, to bring the message of spirit and truth to people who were not originally blood descendants of Abraham. That's us, right? We are the engrafted branch. <laughs> so he started bringing the gospel of Christ to Rome, to the Gentiles. And then at, at one point, there became more non-Israelis who were serving Christ than there were in Israel. And then it just kept growing from there. Um, so the book of Acts is an incredible, incredible story. I absolutely love this gospel. And I love reading it from the perspective of how can we apply this as Christian entrepreneurs? Because this is the, a huge, huge sign of how marketing works (laughs) and how we can use these same strategies that the disciples use, the apostles use to forcefully advance the kingdom of Christ in our businesses as well. So let's get started with Acts chapter two. We are reading the easy reading version. And it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. These are the 12 disciples. Verse two, suddenly a noise came from heaven. It sounded like a strong wind blowing. This noise filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like the flames of fire. The flames were separated and stood over each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak different languages. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. Verse 5. There were some godly Jews in Jerusalem at this time. They were from every country in the world. A large crowd came together because they heard the noise. They were surprised because as the apostles were speaking, everyone heard their own language. They were all amazed at this. They did not understand how the apostles could do this. They said, look, these men we hear speaking are all from Galilee, but we hear them in our own languages. How is this possible? We are from all these different places, Parthia, Media, Elam, Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, the areas of Libya near near the city of Cyrene, Rome, Crete, and Arabia. Some of us were born Jews and others have changed their religion to worship God like Jews. We are from these different countries, but we can hear these men in our own languages. We can all understand the great things they are saying about God. Verse 12, the people were all amazed and confused. They asked each other, what is happening? (laughs) But others were laughing at the apostles, saying they were drunk from too much wine. So those are the first 13 verses of Acts chapter 2. And there's a couple of things that we can learn already just from this. First, in the first verse, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. This idea of networking, right? Issa Rae said it best. It's so much easier to go together than go it alone. This idea of continuing to gather with like-minded other Christian entrepreneurs who worship the Lord in spirit and truth and have a business is extremely important. The disciples had this incredible community together. They didn't try to go out and forcefully advance the kingdom of God, sharing the gospel of Christ by themselves. 
They weren't trying to fund themselves. They weren't trying to figure out how am I going to afford to go all the way to Capernaum and share the gospel of Christ while still feeding my family. Sis, they gathered together. They shared resources. They continued to have community with each other. This allowed them to not only have everything that they needed because everybody came together when somebody had a need and they were sharing resources, but it also helped them stay grounded in the foundation of Christ. If you are operating your Christian business online, and you are not allowing yourself to continue having community with other Christian entrepreneurs who also love the Lord, you are risking having yourself get discouraged, having yourself get swayed by people who don't really know the Lord and are giving you all this crazy advice. But because you're on your own, you're on this island by yourself and you don't have other Christians who are in the word of God helping you be able to discern whether it's correct or not you can end up making these terrible decisions. And this happened to me. I ended up making terrible decisions, <laughs> right? Because I ended up, um, sorry, I just realized I had the microphone the wrong way. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I ended up making terrible decisions because I was surrounding myself with people who were not based in the in the word of God. They were based in the green, in the money, in the currency. And so they were encouraging me to make these decisions that were not the right ones to make. And I paid for it, right? I definitely paid for it. Those business deals always fell apart. I have now come to understand that fellowshipping and networking with fellow believers is so important to my success as a Christian entrepreneur. I need to be hearing others encourage me in the word of God. I need to be hearing others tell me what God is doing in their lives so I can know what God can do in my life. I need to be able to say, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, God is revealing something to me about anxiety. And my fellow Christian entrepreneurs tell me, this is what he taught me about anxiety too, and this is how that can encourage you. It is so important to have that as part of our journey as Christian entrepreneurs. So don't give up the habit of meeting together with other Christians. Do it virtually. We are currently in a pandemic at the time of this recording. <laughs> so don't go in person, <laughs> but do it virtually. Here at Godwood Girl, um, I do my Zoom office hours with my girls um, on my email list. And every Thursday, we get together for a, uh, a free Zoom webinar. And I teach some sort of content about the Word of God. And it's just so refreshing for me to be able to talk with them and fellowship with them and network with them and hear what the Lord is doing in their lives as well. Um, and it's just really helped me be able to stay grounded in what God is doing as a Christian entrepreneur. I do not want to look to the world for encouragement on this journey. I want to look to my fellow believers <laughs> who are experiencing the blessings of Christ, just like I want to experience the blessings of Christ. So don't stop networking with your fellow Christian entrepreneurs. If you don't currently have that sort of network, come join my webinars every Thursday here at Gather Girl. Get on my email list. You'll get an invitation to those webinars. Um, you can also find virtual meetup groups, virtual church ministries that are dedicated for Christian entrepreneurs. So many people are on Zoom now. Don't be afraid of a Zoom call. <laughs> Zoom has been such a powerful way for us to be able to continue meeting together even during this pandemic. Uh, the next thing that I, I really loved from this scripture is that uh, it's incredible to see how the Holy Spirit can speak through us even when we don't know what to say. So if you see here, 
It says, um, verse four, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak different languages. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. And then if you fast forward to verse 11, we are from these different countries, but we can hear these men in our own languages. We can all understand the great things they're saying about God. So one of the biggest um, insecurities, I guess I can call it, I had (laughs) about being a Christian entrepreneur online is how do I talk about Jesus in my business, right? How do I actually share the gospel of Christ while selling products and services so I can, you know, pay the electricity bill and pay my student loan payments and pay my car, (laughs) pay my bills, right? How do you find this balance? And for a long time in my business, I struggled to find that balance because I felt like if I'm teaching sales funnel strategy, if I'm teaching Facebook ad strategy, if I'm teaching you how to use Instagram, if I'm teaching you these business principles, do you want to hear me talk about Christ, right? And I had this insecurity and this self-doubt within me that I couldn't do it right, that I wouldn't know how to actually talk about Christ, how to share the gospel of Christ, how to actually share what it means to worship the Lord in spirit and truth, because people are coming to me for this business information, not necessarily spiritual growth information. Let me tell you something, sister in Christ. When you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit fills you. Just like in Acts chapter 2, when the disciples were sitting in that room, this was the first time the Holy Spirit came down and inhabited actual Christians. This was the first moment that happened. And for them, it looked like flames of fire. For us, it just happens the second we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit now dwells within us. And here's what's so amazing about the Holy Spirit. He's always going to tell you the right thing to do. Always, 100% of the time. Remember, verse 4, the Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. Same for you. The Holy Spirit is always going to give you the right thing to say so that people can hear the great things about God the way that they need to hear it. And I love that they said it this way, too. We're hearing, we, we can hear these men in our own languages. We can all understand the great things they're saying about God. That applies to you too. When you are teaching in your business, if you feel the Holy Spirit saying to you, there's somebody listening right now who needs to understand me as our Lord and Savior, speak. Don't hesitate. Speak. Say what it is God is putting on your heart. The first time I shared the gospel of Christ on a live stream, I was terrified. I was sweating. I don't even know if I did it correctly. I still don't know if I did it correctly. I like to use Joel Osteen's version of having inviting people to accept Christ because I feel like if Pastor Joel Osteen is doing it, then it must be right, right? <laughs> I was sweating. I was like, is this appropriate? I'm not ordained. There's no altar call. There's no music. Is this appropriate? But I felt it in my gut. Stephanie, somebody is listening here who has been seeking God and they came to your live stream to learn about business. But in this moment, the Holy Spirit wants to share with them about what it means to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And I was terrified, but I did not I shared the gospel of Christ on that live stream, stuttering, stumbling, (laughs) sweating, not sure if I was doing it correctly. I ended up getting an email from a young lady who said to me, Stephanie, I heard your podcast. I gave my life to Christ. Um, when you were, when you were inviting people to, to give your life to Christ, I said the prayer, I gave my life to Christ. And then she shared with me her testimony. And I was like, wow, look at what God can do. I was stuttering, stumbling, sweating, thinking I wasn't doing it correctly, but the Holy Spirit spoke to her in the way he knew she needed to hear it. Stumbling, stuttering, sweating. That's how she needed to hear it. And that's how she was able to receive it. 
So don't be afraid to talk about Jesus in your business, during your webinars, during your live streams, during your YouTube videos, your Instagram posts, your blog entries. Don't be afraid to talk about him on your microblogs, on your LinkedIn articles, your email newsletter blasts. If the Holy Spirit is leading you to share the gospel, share the gospel. He will always give you the right words to say. Don't doubt it. Don't say I'm not good enough. I'm not the right person, sis. I can tell you so many mistakes that I have made and the Lord still uses me to share about him. He still uses me to share about him. I can't believe it. I'm like, Lord, I must be embarrassing to you a lot of the times with how I have my panic attacks still, how I have my fears and self-doubt still, how I'm still dealing with insecurity even at this point in my business. The Lord still moves. So trust that he is going to speak through you. All right, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Let's pause for a moment for today's sponsor. Verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the other 11 apostles. He spoke loudly so that all people could hear. And he said, my Jewish brothers and all of you who live in Jerusalem, listen to me. I will tell you something you need to know. Listen carefully. These men are not drunk as you think. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. But Joel the prophet wrote about what you see happening here today. This is what he wrote. Verse 17. God says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have special dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on my servants, men and women, and they will prophesy. I will work wonders in the sky above. I will cause miraculous signs on the earth below. There will be blood, fire, and thick smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness, and the moon will be as red as blood. Then the great and glorious day of the Lord will come, and everyone who trusts in the Lord will be saved. Verse 22. My fellow Israelites, listen to these words. Jesus from Nazareth was a very special man. God clearly showed this to you. He proved it by the miracles, wonders, and miraculous signs he did through Jesus. You all saw these things, so you know this is true. Jesus was handed over to you, and you killed him. With the help of evil men, you nailed him to a cross. But God knew all this would happen. It was his plan, a plan he made long ago. Jesus suffered the pain of death, but God made him free. He raised him from death. There was no way for death to hold him. David said this about him. I saw the Lord before me always. He is at my right side to keep me safe. So my heart is happy and the words I speak are words of joy. Yes, even my body will live with hope because you will not leave me in the place of death. You will not let the body of your Holy One rot in the grave. You taught me how to live. You will come close to me and give me great joy. Verse 29, my brothers, I can tell you for sure about David, our great ancestor. He died, was buried, and his tomb is still here with us today. He was a prophet and knew something that God had said. God had promised David that someone from his own family would sit on David's throne as king. David knew this before it happened. That is why he said this about that future king. He was not left in the place of death. His body did not rot in the grave. David was talking about the Messiah rising from death. So Jesus is the one God raised from death. We are all witnesses of this. We saw him. Jesus was lifted up to heaven. Now he is with God at God's right side. 
The Father has given the Holy Spirit to him as he promised. So Jesus has now poured out that spirit. This is what you see in here. David was not the one who was lifted up, lifted up to heaven. David himself said, The Lord God said to my Lord, Sit at my right side until I put your enemies under your power. Verse 36. So all, so all the people of Israel should know this for certain. God has made Jesus to be Lord and Messiah. He is the man you nailed to the cross. When the people heard this, they felt very, very sorry. They asked Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Verse 38. Peter said to them, change your hearts and lives and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Then God will forgive your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you. It's also for your children and for the people who are far away. It's for everyone the Lord our God calls to himself. Verse 40. Peter warned them with many other words. He begged them, save yourselves from the evil of the people who live now. Then those who accepted what Peter said were baptized. On that day, about 3,000 people were added to the group of believers. Verse 42, the believers spent their time listening to the teaching of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. They ate together and prayed together. Many wonders and miraculous signs were happening through the apostles, and everyone felt great respect for God. All the believers stayed together and shared everything. They sold their land and the things they owned. Then they divided the money and gave it to those who needed it. The believers shared a common purpose, and every day... They spent much of the time together in the temple area. They also ate together in their homes. They were happy to share their food and ate with joyful hearts. The believers praised God and were respected by all the people. More and more people were being saved every day, and the Lord was adding them to their group. Amen. That is Acts chapter 2. So there is so much goodness in this in the second part of Acts that I'm sure that you're like, okay, this is this is fire, right? <laughs> First of all, when you're talking about the gospel of Christ, right? You can model, if you're not sure what to say, you can model what Peter says here in Acts 2, 38 and 39. Change your hearts, change your lives, be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Then God will forgive your sins, you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So becoming a Christian is believing in Jesus. That's what being a Christian is. So if you're like, how do I explain this? Sis, it's very simple. Believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're going to receive the Holy Spirit, and you are saved. Point blank, period. <laughs> I love how Peter made it so simple for everybody to understand. Uh, the second thing that I love, again, this idea of community and fellowship. In verse 42, the believers spent their time listening to the teachings of the apostles. They shared everything with each other. They ate together. They prayed together. Listen, don't try to go this alone. Not only do you should you be making sure that you are fellowshipping with other Christian entrepreneurs virtually, 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 please, virtually, <laughs> virtually fellowship using Zoom, using phone calls, using text messages, using email, but also be praying for each other too. If you see other Christian entrepreneurs building their businesses online, pray for them. I can't tell you how many Christian entrepreneurs I'll be praying for because I know that it's, the work they're doing is not easy, right? And people come out of the woodworks all the time trying to accuse, trying to point fingers. But the work they're doing 
as Christian entrepreneurs is to forcefully advance the kingdom of God, which means to share the gospel of Christ, add people to God's kingdom of believers, right? So what the work that they're doing is so important. So I'll, I'll be praying for Christian entrepreneurs all the time. I pray for you girls all the time. Every single day, twice a day, I'm praying for you girls. So continue praying for each other as well. Continue fellowshipping together. Uh, the third thing that I loved uh, in verse 46, the believers shared a common purpose and every day they spent much of their time together in the temple area. So the purpose, right? As Christian entrepreneurs, we have to make sales. If we don't make sales in our business, we have a very expensive hobby, right? <laughs> I say this a lot uh, in the My God Will Grow School of Business, that the difference between a missionary and an entrepreneur and a Christian entrepreneur is one thing. Missionaries are spending money to share the gospel of Christ. Christian entrepreneurs are earning money to share the gospel of Christ, our job as Christian entrepreneurs is to fund the missionaries. If you are a missionary or you are a pastor, you should not be having to worry about making money. You shouldn't be having to worry about how do I pay my bills tomorrow? How do I do this? How do I do that? Your primary focus should be sharing the gospel of Christ, teaching people the word of God. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot, even on this podcast, how the Levites were not meant to work, <laughs> they work a land, to farm, to do things like that. They were meant to live in the temple, to, to have the temple as their inheritance, to feed off the sacrifices in the temple, and they would receive their, their finances, uh, their day-to-day -day needs that way. Their primary goal was to make sure that the people of Israel understood the word of God. That was the Levites' primary function. And it's the same thing today. Our pastors, our missionaries, their primary function is to make sure people know the gospel of Christ, to go out and share the gospel of Christ. Of course, right now, virtually, we're in a pandemic, so we're doing it virtually. <laughs> but that is a pastor's and missionary's primary function. As Christian entrepreneurs, our goal in our business is to make money. Our primary function is to earn money so that we can fund the missionaries, I want you really to catch that. Our primary function is to earn money so that we can fund the missionaries. So we, as Christian entrepreneurs, need to make sure we're coming together for a common purpose. If you are giving away your products and services, if you are undercharging yourself, if you giving somebody a favor so that, right, so you can bless them, that's not supposed to be your primary function as a Christian entrepreneur. That's a missionary's function, sis. That's a pastor's function. That's a not-for-profit's function. But if you are a Christian entrepreneur, you are to make money so that you can fund the ones who don't want to worry about making money, who just want to spend their time sharing the gospel of Christ. I want you to really understand that distinction. As a Christian entrepreneur, for many, many years, I gave myself away for free. <laughs> And it's something that we do a lot as women as well. We just feel like we want to bless people and serve people. So we're like, okay, I know that usually I charge $1,000 to build this website, but because, you know, you're my friend and I want to be kind, okay, I'll do it for you for $200. And now you spent 30 hours building this website for $200. You're now in the hole about $1,800 because you didn't make enough money on the job. And now you're struggling to pay your bills, right? that month because you didn't charge enough, but you spent all your time working on that project. So you weren't able to do anything else. And now when it comes time to tithe and fund the church, fund the pastor, fund the missionary, you ain't got no money because you gave your stuff away. So know that as Christian entrepreneurs, we share a common purpose. We are here to earn money to fund the gospel. 
missionaries and pastors are here to spend money to share the gospel. Two different camps. Some of us are in both camps, right? Here at God the Wood Girl, I do share the gospel of Christ in my live streams, in my webinars and things like that. But I don't got to spend money to do it, right? Because as a Christian entrepreneur, I am earning income that allows me to be able to do this full time. And that's what gives me the time to be able to do these podcasts, to do these live streams that I'm not getting paid for (laughs) because I'm actually earning the money in my business. So some of us are in two different camps, but please know I don't give my stuff away for free at Godwood Girl. There are some young ladies that are on scholarship at Godwood Girl, but I don't consider that giving it away for free. I consider that sewing into their ministries themselves. There are some girls, like I said, that are on scholarship, but do not, do not mistake <laughs> what I do here at Godwood Girl. I make money. I am here at Godwood Girl as a Christian entrepreneur to make money. Every single day when I'm waking up and I'm thinking about, okay, my goals for my business for the day, One of the primary goals is how are we making money today, Steph? (laughs) And so for you as a Christian entrepreneur, please know we come together for a common purpose to earn money to fund the gospel of Christ. So when you wake up in the morning, you're working on your business. Yes, absolutely. How are you ministering to people? How are you being a life for Christ? But your primary function, how are you earning money today? So that when God asks you to send a $5,000 check to that ministry, you can send that check without it having to hurt you financially. How are you doing that today? And I love this verse because that's something that we can spend our time in, right? Verse 46, the believers shared a common purpose and every day they spent much of their time together in the temple area, right? They spent their time on that common purpose. (laughs) So in your day, are you spending time in your common purpose as a Christian entrepreneur? How are you earning this money such you can fund the gospel of Christ? And if you don't know how to do so, if you like stuff, to be honest with you, the Lord called me to be a Christian entrepreneur, but I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Get into my God that would grow school of business. I show you how to earn an income online using the power of sales funnels and email marketing. You can join by going to purposelegend.com slash school of business. The link is in the description box of this podcast. And if you're like, well, Steph, I'm not ready to necessarily build. I'm still in the research phase. Make sure you get my free Christian business toolkit. It'll share with you the five P's of purposepreneurship of getting started as an online business. And one of those P's is profits because I I always want my girls who are Christian entrepreneurs to understand the difference between being a full-time missionary and being a full-time entrepreneur. Totally different purposes. (laughs) Okay, so get my free Christian business toolkit by going to purposegift.com slash business kit. That's purposegift.com slash business kit. Both of those links are in the description box below. And finally, Sister of Christ, if you're listening to this message and you're like, well, Steph, to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure if I'm actually a Christian. I know I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not positive that I'm a Christian. I have some good news for you. John 3:16 says, "For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life." And what that means is that being a Christian is trusting in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you want to make that decision today, it's very very simple. All you got to do is say this prayer with me. You're going to say, "Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again." Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sister of Christ, if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. Nobody can take it out. Get into a virtual 
Bible-based church in your area, virtual, 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 sisters, virtual, let's stay home, let's wear a mask, let's wash our hands, let's socially distance, let's get rid of this thing in the name of Jesus, <laughs> virtually <laughs> get into a Bible-based church and get started getting to know how good God is. I always recommend starting um, studying the Bible, reading the book of John. There is a whole series on the book of John on the God Would Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study Podcast. So check that out. We did that. We studied the book of John right before we started diving into the book of Acts. And John just has so much goodness about how much the Lord loves you and wants you to succeed and wants you to be happy and wants you to have fullness of life. Oh, the book of John is so good for Christians to read. So I always recommend starting there. And thank you girls so much for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on whichever podcast stream you chose to listen to this on. Um, I really would appreciate your feedback and would love to know what you think. We're about to hit 100 episodes on this podcast, <laughs> which is crazy, 100 episodes. Um, but all glory to Jesus. This has been a true journey uh, for me. Um, just learning how to do this in the first place. And I just really want to say to the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to live in this time where we can create these ministries using free tools like a podcast, like a YouTube channel, like an Instagram feed. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And I just think about these apostles in the book of Acts. If they had social media, they would have hit all 6 billion people on earth with the way that they were so passionate about sharing the word of Christ, they would, if they had social media to use, they would have hit all 6 billion people on earth with the message of Christ. It would have been amazing. Uh, so I just praise him for allowing us to be in this time. And I encourage you, if the Lord is calling you, to share his love, to share his grace as you are building your business, don't be afraid to do so. Look at the book of Acts uh, chapter two and study how the apostles did it and model them. And remember that the Holy Spirit is always going to speak through you every step of the way. Sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. So that's it for today's episode of the God Would Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godwoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at purposegift.com. Thanks for listening, God Would Girl. I'll see you on the next one.